Hi everyone, welcome to another CornerCast podcast. I am your host, Khalil Kotap, here at casterscorner.com. We are very happy to have you back again. Hope you've been enjoying all the podcasts we've been putting out this year. Working really hard to make sure we have everything up and weekly. And this week we're kind of going back to our roots. Our guest this week is the fanboy himself from fanboyfactor.com, Brian Isaacs. Brian and I have been friends pretty much the entire life um, life of the website. Uh, we started off as enemies, then we became friends, and then we fought, and then we made up, and, you know, the whole life cycle of a friendship. Um, he's been a really good guy to know. Um, he actually got me started on this podcast journey, so... Um, I want to say, you know, I hope that everybody enjoys the podcast this week. It's just two guys. We play a fun little game at the end of the podcast because he is the professor of um, comic books and or that's the nickname that we gave him on the old podcast. So um, I thought it'd be a fun little game to play. So you'll have to stick around and see if the professor of comic books actually knows his stuff. Um, And so... uh, you'll get to hear us play this little game. Um, I know it's not as much fun when you can't see everything uh, when you're just listening, but um, I pulled out some of the treasures in my collection um, to show him um, uh, what I got and see if he knew what they were. So uh, I guess without further ado, um, please follow Brian. You can check him out at fanboyfactor.com as well as check him out on social media. He's at fanboyfactor. Um, you can follow us. We're on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and sometimes TikTok. Um, we are at Casters Corner on everything. And remember to check out the website, casterscorner.com and cornercast.com. Um, remember to subscribe, rate, review, and uh, share out this podcast if you really enjoyed it. And uh, let us know who you want to see on the podcast or hear on the podcast coming up. Um, we're we're rocking and rolling with recording, to be honest with you. We're kind of really moving through. We've got some fun guests in the next couple of weeks that I'm really excited about. Um, and that'll take us through pretty much, I think, close to Thanksgiving. Um, so please uh, enjoy this podcast. Um, it is myself. It is Brian Isaacs from Fanboy Factor. Enjoy, everybody. And then after that, trying to, <laughs> I'm always so far behind, uh, going to do one on She-Hulk. Oh, that would be a good one. I don't think a lot of people know much about her. Like, I've been playing Fortnite, no. and my girlfriend asked about her, and I'm like, I don't know. She had a transfusion or something, and she's got the Hulk's powers, but she's more humanist, human-esque, and she's like, is a lawyer, so I just, I don't know anything about it. So that would be a good one. I'd be excited to watch that one. So... So how are things? How's things going? Uh, you recording? Yeah, yeah, we're on. Oh, <laughs> things are good. Um, most of my time is working, and then I got uh, these videos that I'm doing, and uh, <laughs> Sean wants wanting to be a YouTube star, which is kid's got gumption, but he's got to learn how to take direction. <laughs> Oh, I wonder where he gets that from. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, You're raising yeah. them, aren't you? Yeah, um, I, I, ain't my personality. He's got a, he's, I, I'm the introvert. He's the extrovert. So I, don't I know, know where but, he gets that from. But as far as like the I want to do it my way, I, I can't think of a better way of saying that he's your kid. Like, yeah, probably there's, not. <laughs> there's no better way to say that. Um, so uh, how's it been doing the videos? Like, how's it feel creatively? You know, it's I, I you know I studied film and I, I loved uh, screenwriting when I was in college. And when I left college, I was still doing the screenwriting, and it's been about least over you know, about twenty yeah, about twenty years since I've written a screenplay, mm-hmm. and it just from a creative aspect, it, it kind of feels nice. And I'm starting to get the hang of the editing component because, uh, I mean, I was taught very old school, you know. Uh, Cut and tape and glue. Cut, and- yeah, oh, God, yeah. You know, you walk away with Band-Aids on your hands. <laughs> so it was, this, this digital editing is a little weird for me. And I'm like, I, I've... I've got friends, you know, I've known people who do these video projects and they throw so many different uh, trends, uh, transitions in there. And it's just like, I feel it takes away and I'm trying not to use that too much. Mm -hmm. No, I think, I think they've been really good. They've been really informative. Um, Mm -hmm. There's been a couple spots and this is not like a creative, like this isn't like a critique thing, but there's been a couple Mm -hmm. spots where like, um, your your picture like the script is really well done um but it's so packed that like some of the pictures get lost like i was watching the robin one and it was like ding 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 so it's almost like if he had slowed down just a little bit just like stretched the the word yeah i'm learning but it was great no 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 but like that's not even like um that's not even like oh yeah no you got to fix that that was more like a I wanted more out of the episode. Like it felt like too, it felt too small to be honest with you. It felt like it needed for something like that. Um, it felt like it because you weren't dealing with, with one, you were technically dealing with one character, but right. that character has been inhabited by so many other characters that, you know, it was almost like you could have done one on each of them and, oh, yeah. and, and been as just as compelling. So it made me want more to be honest with you. So I should tell you something. Um, (laughs) But I mean, it's a new direction for you a little bit. It's a little bit of a departure um, from what you have been doing. So what's, so what was, what was the inspiration to finally kind of take on like the, I don't want to see elder statesman role, but like that idea (laughs) of like your comic book knowledge is, um, can be insane sometimes. So yeah. So what was that switch for you? I I mean, it still goes back to that, you know, Will Eisner thing. I was did. Um, I got to do it once, and then you know we got trapped down with COVID, and I was like struggling for the longest time, and the writing just wasn't working for me. Um, I'm just. I don't know. It's, and I wanted to portray it in a, a, a different way. And 
So I decided to go for the YouTube route and, you know, trying to stick to that, like, a three to four minute video, trying to go over that mm-hmm. and pack it with, which is, you know, the hard part is trying to get pack about, you know, talking about 80 years of history into this three minute video. And I cr- try and design them for people who are not familiar with these characters. You know, they, they know them in passing and, you know, they know them from the movies, know them from like different, you know, on shirts and things like that. You know, people know Batman and Robin. And so I wanted to do, you know, start introducing these characters. And I try and I'm trying to time them out as, you know, uh, best as I can with the way other media is coming out with it. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, we got the Wanda and Vision TV show. So I'm trying to do both a Wanda and a, a Scarlet Witch and uh, a Vision video. And then with the announcement, uh, uh, Tatiana, I can't think of her last name, but uh, playing She-Hulk mm-hmm. in, a, in the series. I want to do her as well. Um and it's, I think it goes back to just wanting to educate people about these characters, you know, just make well, show them that they're not so one dimensional and stuff. Do you really, do, do you think that they seem one dimensional? Like, I think to some people, they're still on the surface, um, like at least the source material. In what way? Because I don't think of them. I mean, I I I would think of them categorized as either superhero or comic books, but I don't necessarily right. think of them as one dimensional characters, especially with all the work that Marvel Studios has done, um, and you know the Arrowverse has done into developing a much deeper uh, character base, where you know they they have some connection to the comics but right i mean we've learned that when you try to translate the comic directly from comic to film it in a lot of ways it falls apart i mean i mean we can go well we well, we can go on a rant well okay (laughs) the watchman was a true like a very close representation. No, I mean, close. Yeah. close. It was very close, but he tried to stay close to the source material and try to make it feel like a comic book. And right. I think it was another piece of shit. Um, yeah. I mean, that's just Snyder, but um, like if you take like civil war or Thor Ragnarok um, and you look at, or even the infinity gauntlet, if you look at the original storylines, um, they were very like comic booky, gimmicky kind of, you know. Uh, I'm thinking Thor Ragnarok. I'm thinking more uh, uh, Planet Hulk. Um, yeah, like it, it. Those stories gave depth, and I think that those stories created in movies gave us a lot more depth into character. Um, so I just think it's. I think it's interesting to to let people. For me, watching it and being a comic book fan. Um, it's more of a, a reminder of where these people came from because I mean, I say people, not characters because they're people to me, but, um, it's where they came from and maybe where they could go too. No, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but it's from a business perspective. I mean, 
you've got this huge marketing campaign, a movie that makes millions and millions of dollars, all this merchandise that sells, and yet there's no growth in terms of dollar signs uh, in readership when it comes to comic books. You'll see, well, you'll see a small, you'll see a small spike, and then it kind of tapers off. And my intention was just to, you know, okay, you love this character from the movies. This is the comic origin of this character. That's kind of where I'm trying to go for in a way. Well, I mean, you could. <laughs> I wonder how much of that is availability. Um, I'd be curious to see, I'd be curious to know more about either trade paperback sales um, through Amazon or uh, look at other sources. Like, you know, I don't know how they're quantified as far as sales go. Um, Yeah. But I'd like to know if WandaVision is getting people interested in learning about Wanda or vision, Scarlet Witch or vision and whether or not, you know, Avengers disassembled or, um, what was the one after that? Uh, the house of M or, or any of that stuff that kind of directly, you know, relates to that has any kind of spike because, you know, there's a barrier to entry for this stuff. Um, that I was hoping, well, Oh, you're shaking your head. You know, people can't see us. I can see Brian. He's yeah, shaking his head. Um, but there's, okay, listen, there's a, for me, there, go ahead. No, it's, it's I, I think I agree with you with a, you know, point of entry. Um, I, I have to admit, it's harder to jump on the DC stuff as a newbie than it is marble stuff right but what what okay but let me finish the the barrier to entry idea um so when i grew up right when i was growing up i remember if i wanted to buy a comic book i could go to cvs i could go to walgreens um i could go to stop and shop i can remember grocery shopping with my mom and asking her like every time we went we would get a comic book and i'm talking like mid 90s right yeah. Um, we went to comic book shops, but we went to Barnes and Nobles and we went to Borders. Like there were so many touch points to have access to that stuff. Right. Um, and what I'm talking about the barrier to entry is it's going the other way where, um, I'm not seeing them as much in, in, in those other places, you know, no. like a bookstore. Yes. Um, but if you want to get that stuff in like a general store, you know, Walmart, Target, things like that, you might get a trade, but you're not going to get necessarily individual issues. And if you, and if you want individual issues, the barrier is you have to find a comic book shop and then you have to get one that's willing to, um, not act like it's a scene out of high fidelity with John Cusack. Right. Yeah, no, I agree with you with that. It's, um, I mean, I, I, I mean, I definitely got lucky growing up. I mean, I, when I grew up uh, in the 70s, I mean, we had to, there was a, you know, a, a convenience store that sold comics that I would read them there. And then downtown, they opened up a shop and the guys who worked at that shop um, were very inviting. They didn't you know they were like oh you like this you might like this here try this here you know 
here's this for you. You know, they were very helpful. And, and But I have been in stores where it's just been, like you said, like high fidelity comes off very elitist and, you know, yeah, like kind of I, snobby and stuff. And I, my most famous, I, like, example of that was I was in a shop here in Connecticut in Wallingford. Um, and the owner, in my perspective, was very arrogant. Um, right. I asked him, you know, what does he use to catalog his books? He's got a comic book store. Like, I mean, okay, granted, this was like mid 90s or late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so what do you do to keep track? And he goes, I got it all up here. And I'm like, you've got 10,000 comic books. Like, you really know every, <laughs> like, I, you know, and I can, I can empathize with that. But like, as far as a business goes, it seems kind of <laughs> stupid to not keep track of your inventory. Um, yeah. And then I saw, I was dil- digging through his quarter bin, and I pulled out like three up epi- three issues of, of Web of Spider Man number one, and I'm like, I'll take these for a quarter. Um, and then a, a grand a set of grandparents came in, and they were like with their grandkid, and he was like, I like the Flash, and instead of pointing him towards Young Justice, I think it was Young Justice mm-hmm. then, um, or Teen Titans, or flashbook like actual flashbook he was the the owner was like no 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 no. you don't want that you're not you no you don't want that come here i got archie's for you and i'm like no no the kid came in he he said he likes the flash then then find kid appropriate flash books because i'm pretty sure the jlu or or justice league had a book at that point you know the dc animated had books at that point harley quinn like you know, there there are opportunities to kind of foster that and not talk down to. And the grandparents didn't know any better. So they were like, okay, fine, that's better for him. But the kid did not look happy. Like, and more and more, like, I've noticed that with comic shops. And, you know, um, and, and I've gone on tirades or rants or whatever you want to call them lately because, um, I would like a comic shop to feel like um, a, a place I belong. Right. And, and that's, and it's really it, hard to find that. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I've gotten lucky in my years um, with all the moving around I've done from like Boston to Danbury, Connecticut to Queens to, you know, New Jersey now. Um, I mean, I'm not a collector now, but I mean, when I was, you know, I've always found, you know, I, I you know, I like to drive around from shop to shop, you know, it's, and I find the shops that I like, and that's, those are the ones I end up hanging out with, getting, you know, friendly with the owners, being there on Wednesday, loving to talk to other people who just walk in the door about, you know, oh, yeah, you read this this week? Oh, yeah, I can't believe you did, well, you know, just be there for like, you know, hours just talking comics, and, you know, it, I, I love that, um, but I mean, while they're really not accessible in major stores, I mean, there's still the internet, um, but I mean, there, there is something about physically holding a comic that I, I just love, you know. It's, I think I think there's part of me that says, like, where we have proven that, like, just, just think, just think for a second, just for a second, <laughs> right? Where we started with this, right with with yeah. your podcast um 
because we didn't see each other, right? We we were just yeah. on the phone um, or on the computer on Skype. It was Skype. Um, we couldn't see each other, um, <clears throat> and like now this is this is normal, right? No. And, and the whole idea of everybody saying like you know I you know I hope things go back to normal. This is the normal, and yeah, there. And my whole thing has been, um, cause you know, we've, uh, we've seen a lot of businesses kind of shut down in the last six months in a lot of different oh, ways. Yeah. And I think toy stores and comic book stores really have gotten hit hard. Um, oh, yeah, they have. and there's part of me that goes, um, we've seen this happen before, like oh, yeah. millions of times. And the idea that a comic book shop in today's market is only selling comic books or only catering to um, like that small margin of like their right. regular pull list. And I'm going, hey, guys, I spend close to I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say the figure. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think I've quantified it yet. But like last, okay, for for the this is just a on a normal week. Last week, in the last month, between PulseCon and all the stuff that's sitting on my desk between Target and Walmart and everything, I'm looking at uh, a lot, six hundred, <laughs> roughly six seven hundred dollars worth of toys in the last month. Right, um, easy, and ninety percent of what I bought here that I'm looking at right now is accessible to comic shops. And yep. I would like to say, Hey guys, like I will spend my money here. If you can get that, get it. Right. And nine times out of 10, they won't do it. And I'm like, it's free money. No, I see your point. I, I definitely get your point. I mean, it's just, I mean, I've always, like I said, when I used to go to shops more frequently, I, I never had that problem. Um, the last shop that I went to, I was a customer there for about 10 years. Um, you know, and I was, you know, they always had the diamond, you know, I'd be mm-hmm. ordering not just not just the comics, but, you know, just different, you know, toys, apparel, everything. Oh, no, no, no. A lot of the sh- yeah. yeah. No, a lot of the shops and, I go to have that stuff, but like... Yeah when you have somebody that's really dialed in and knows what he wants and is like, here, I'm willing to spend $700 a month or $500 a month in your store, guaranteed money. All you have to do is place the order. And time and time again, at different points, I've either been told no or they're not willing to, or they don't want to take the chance. And I'm like, guys, like I have a podcast, I have a website, you can look me up. Like I've been doing this for 15 years. I'm not like a fly by night. Like I'm not going to screw you. Like um, I'll even pay for it or half up front or whatever it is. And until I found this new comic book shop, I haven't had that kind of, or if I want something like I was trying to track down something at some point and um, went to the shop that I've been going to for like 20 years or 25 years. And I was like, Hey, I really want this. And they said, okay, we'll order it. We'll be in two weeks. Well, two weeks go by. Three weeks go by, four weeks go by, I go in, they go, oh no, did you really want that? We didn't, we didn't order it. 
to, I mean, that's the thing. It's just like, I, you know, I, I'm very careful when it came to the comic shop. So it's just like I never had, you know, I, I would stay away from those. I would go in occasionally, but it, they wouldn't be my my local. I wouldn't consider it my local comic shop. Right, 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 right. And that's the thing that was what so was so defeating or disappointing because yeah. that was my, that was the store I had a pull list with. Right. Um, and that was between that and them. Um, I'm not going to go into it again, but the basic thing was like, I paid five bucks for a book and then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to sell some of my back issues. Are you guys interested? And he's like, yeah, no, we'll probably give you like, you know, I'm being generous and saying like a quarter a book. And I'm like, right. so if I took this book and tried to sell it to you, you'd only give me a quarter, but you literally just charged me four or five bucks for it. I was like, yeah. Oh, okay, I don't, like, you clearly don't value <laughs> this stuff. And, and look, I didn't expect $5 back. I understand the market where it is, but, like, you know, $5 book, yeah, you know, $175, $2. Bucks. I would have respected you more. Like, right. I didn't think you were trying to cheat me. Um, But I don't know. I think that that's... <sighs> I think that the comic shops are a barrier to entry right now, um, in my perspective. Um, but I like the stuff you're doing. I like the videos. I think it it makes it more accessible. You know it would be a really nice companion piece. And please excuse me. I didn't read like the YouTube um, description. Um, right. Are you putting links to key, um, key issues? Yeah. Uh, Amazon links to no, like, I, I probably I, I probably should because um, that would be wonderful if you had a few just you know like, like if you really want to check out because like they have like there's there's different ones um, but like they have omnibuses for you know certain characters or mm-hmm. and I think those would be really nice as a like a little you know I, I've tried the, my logic was like trying to hook up with local comic shop but for some reason i just can't seem to get that hook up um i mean i i I know somebody who used to work uh you know do some writing for my site ends up starting a comic shop and i can't even get anything from him and it's just like are you kidding man i'm just well and not asking that much i'm just asking you know to work with me here you know it's well, it's Let's interesting work together it's, and do something. Well, but I think it's also interesting. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is, but I would think that free advertising or, you know, pushing people to their site in some way would be a pull. I don't know. Yeah, I know. But it's I I can't understand it. I I don't know if it's my approach or what. That's so fifteen years in the game, or so. Yeah. How you doing? Because I'm burnt out to fuck. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> I am so toasted. And it's, as I, I move towards kid-friendlier stuff, it's not even funny. It's just. I know you're softer now. You're not that hard edge, burn it to the ground. I, I, I mean, I, I am, but it's just like. 
<sighs> There's a lot of different things I'd like to say about DC characters, but I have such a great relationship. It's just like, do I really want to? It's. I mean, well, they, got even, they, they got me access to. You know, they reached out and asked me if I wanted to meet Frank Miller last year, and I'm like, I can't burn this bridge. <laughs> well, I, no, I'm not saying like burn the bridge. I like. I just. Dude, I, I have such a rant I want to go off on Stargirl. It's not even funny because I hate her and I can't stand Jeff Johns. And I think Johns needs to be. A, a, I mean, I can say it here. I want to do an entire piece about why Stargirl should die in the most lamest way ever, like just falling, tripping in the shower, and cracking her head open. Okay. Just let's to not, keep let's... Johns in control. You know? Well, I mean, just... I, liked, I liked the TV show, though. I liked it. I, th- I thought that. <laughs> um... I thought, you know, I, I just I, never warmed up to the character. I, I can't well, see. I, I, you I, know, the way they wrote it, I think she came across as annoying, and I think, I think it's kind of a little bit of a perspective because you're a dad now, and I think that we, at least I did, I identified more with Luke Wilson's character than right. than any of the teens. Um. And I'm going to assume in a lot of ways, at least unconsciously or maybe consciously, I think maybe you did too. No, please. It's, I I love the Justice Society and it's, you know, that first 10 minute opening, I was just like, and then, you know, and then I watched the rest. I've only seen the first episode. Um, Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. So then you need to, to watch because she does, she is annoying. I think she's written that way. I think she's written in a way. She's she was written that way in the comics too. So it's just like. But I think I think it comes around, and there's a lot more history. Um, and there's a lot. They they go to the Justice Society headquarters, like if for nothing else, you need to watch like that episode where they get the lantern and like, um, I think Alex Ross threw some shit at them for using. For using his portraits but not giving him credit by having another yeah, artist do it. That, yeah. Um but like I you know, I I like it because it's different. I think I liked it because it was different than everything else. Cause like I love the Flash, but I think this season has or the last season or two have been really like eh, like a slog to I, get through. Yeah. I, I've gotten bored with the Flash. Um the entire concept of the villain of of the season is, I think, is an old concept already. Well, I think um, the twenty two episode seasons or twenty three episode seasons are passe at this point. I think superhero shows like benefit from shorter seasons, even though yeah. we nerds want more. Like, well, I, I I agree with that, but at the same time, it's just you can write them more episodic and just have them. No, it's instead of just the, the the big bad for the entire season is just really getting old, and especially with the Flash, it's just like they they have to they insist on keep finding another speedster, and they they did a horrible job with all the rogues. I really think really because Captain they, Cold was amazing. Wentworth Miller. Well, was the way the 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 introduction, the, what they what they did with them afterwards. So they really can't utilize him all that much anymore. Well, no, he's dead. That's spoiler alert. This happened like yeah. five years ago. He's dead. Yeah, I know. But it's um, just... no, but I think 
Uh, I don't know. Like I, it's, it's, I feel like, I don't know. But, but okay. So I had this conversation with somebody else the other day and we were talking about how they replaced Kyle, uh, Rainer and Wally West. Um, when they wanted to bring back Barry and Hal, um, and both of those characters kind of just got the shaft. Um, Wally was kind of just erased completely, um, any of his continuity Mm -hmm. and Kyle went on a spiritual journey that really wasn't consistent with his character, at least in my perspective. No, it wasn't. Um, but at what point do we, I think the question is, when do we let go of these? And DC was always about a legacy. Um, I didn't mind so much Hal coming back. Um, but what bothered me about Hal coming back, it, when Kyle, what Ron Mars did with Kyle Rayner in that ring and exploring imagination through an artist's eyes with, with this ring that can do anything, everything, all of Hal's constructs were just other than just geometric shapes, you'd have the occasional, you know, boxing gloves and the big fist. That was about it. And then all of a sudden he comes back in rebirth and he's making these huge elaborate constructs. I'm like, that's not Hal. Right. Hal is a very simple, that's, that's Kyle's gig. Well, nobody isn't even Kyle's gig. I think it, I think that they did a really good job. It painted them into a corner, getting rid of Hal Jordan for a while. And it allowed Mm -hmm. them to develop Kyle as a lantern. And then his support system, which was Guy Gardner. And you got to see Mm -hmm. him develop more as a character with Hal out of the way. And then Jon Stewart got the limelight. And he started to do a lot more military-based weapons as well as architectural weapons because he was an architect. Like So you got to see these... B or C list characters that were kind of in the background. It would come along for the fight, um, but never really. I mean, they had their moments here and there, but like they didn't have like the spotlight. And then when they brought Hal back, it was just kind of like, well, you all are going to go back to wherever you were. Like you don't get yeah. to, you know, and it, it's. I mean, kind- that's nice. I, I stopped reading Green Lantern. I was reading Green Lantern Corp because it was fo- focusing on. I'm not a fan of the. I know everybody loves the JL uh, League International, the Bahaha era, and I, I hated it. I hated it with a passion. I understand not everything's for everybody. It wasn't for me. Um, it was too silly for me. Um, and I, you know, everybody's character was too an extreme, but when Peter Tomasi was writing Guy Gardner by himself with Kyle as his partner, I really began to like Guy all of a sudden. I was just like, yeah, I like this. I like this character. Well, that I like and, him a lot better. And you're, you're right. Like the whole crappy kind of goofy eighties, I don't know, wall street version of JLA when it wasn't yeah. anybody worth kind of looking at. I liked the, the two miniseries they did where it was kind of like them on their, like they, it, they um, embraced the camp of it. And it was right. like fire and ice, blue beetle booster, um, uh, 
the the Russian um, Rocket Red. Rocket, oh yeah, Rocket Red. Or yeah, Rocket Red. Yeah, and then um, you know Max Lord coming in and out before he became the yeah. villain. Like that kind of like focus on not what was it not really the Justice League or not. Yeah. Something like that. I thought that was fine because it was embracing the idea that we're making fun of ourselves. But when they took themselves seriously and it came off that stupid, like, yeah, it's I, just, I agree it, with you. It didn't work for me. I, I mean, I was a huge Beatle fan. Um, you know, I loved Ditko's representation of it. I loved when he first came over to DC with Len Wen and Paris Cullens. And I love that series, but all of a sudden it's just like <sighs> Geffen, you know, just makes him this entire useless goofball. And it just, it didn't, didn't resonate for me. It didn't work for me. No, I agree with you. I don't, I'm not disagreeing at all. Um, yeah, and I, and I still, it's just like on my top five character, DC characters to kill off, you know, Star Girl's up there, and so is Booster Gold. I hate Booster Gold with a passion. I I know a lot of people like him. I just can't warm up to him for some. But did reason. you I just did you, okay? Then did, did you read um, the Booster Gold? I read his, with. I read um, all his. Yeah, I read all his series, and I just even the one with Rip Hunter, I, where he was trying yeah, to was basically yeah, Quantum it, Leap. The, yeah, it was. Just, it was. Just, he, he puts up the persona, but I still just I couldn't get into the character. It's just okay. That's fair. So, okay. So we, we segued into comic books. 15 years. <laughs> how you doing? How's the site? What's going on? Where's the focus? What's, what's going on? Like, I, I mean, honestly, like we did a big relaunch this year and we're focusing on the podcast the last two years. Like that's where all the energy's been. Um, but I like, I don't know if you've heard any of them, like, and this isn't like a haha, you don't listen. Um, but it's more of a you have come up multiple times on the podcast. No, 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 not in a bad way. No, 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 no. I don't air dirty laundry. We've had our ups and downs. It's never been part of the podcast. It hasn't been. No, it's been like uh, when we talk about, like, I talk about my class, um, like, as in, like, um, you know, like started around the same time, and we we right. I had um, Jason on from uh, Jason. Uh, oh Jesus, I just Pogo still. Um, uh, he came on because he started around the same time we started, and right. then uh, 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 it's all true started at the same time, um, and. I had a guy on uh, Mike's comics and stuff, and we talked about the message board that was right. whatever it was, and then it turned into Critical Mess. What was the one we were uh, that was black and green? Do you remember the name of that one? Oh god! It was our first fight. It was, <laughs> it was there. Yeah, it was there. I thought it was at. The, I thought it was over at the Foosh. We had our first fight. No, 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 no. no. I left there because they were being dicks. Um, no things haven't changed um no i don't anyway it it was like this weird moment you know it was whatever um but it was like it's really interesting because um you kind of found your like pendragon's post really felt like personal to you and fanboy factor has like a in my opinion, a much wider appeal. 
Like it lets everybody, yeah. like it's very clear. Like Pendragon's post always came across like, is this about comics because I know the guy or are we going to a Ren fair? Like, because it, I, it comes like, you know, the, the logo yeah. you used and, and everything, but not in a bad way. Like I'm not, this is not like a knock. This is just like a. Oh yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked about the history of that name before. So yeah, yeah no, was... no, no. And, and like, I get it. Like I get it, but you know, fanboy factor feels more like a brand like caster's corner started off that way like what the hell is this and it's for me it's become more of a brand like it's it has evolved into something that has some um notoriety or or recognition um in some ways funny thing is like i have the notoriety i have the you know, recognition. What I don't have is the readership for some reason. I don't know what I'm doing wrong or if there's just too much content out there. Um, it is. I'm just a lot know, of I'm work. seeing, yeah, I'm seeing a large drop of number in my numbers lately. Um, I mean, I put my uh, a lot of heart and soul into these videos and stuff, and then you know, I go look to see how many hits, and I see like, ooh, 20, 26 views, great. Yeah, no, but I, I keep, get it. I, 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 I keep pushing along, you know, and it's so. What drives you? Why do you keep pushing? I just want to educate people, and I'm just happy with it's. It's become a creative outlet for me. The videos, to be honest with you, the rest of it is just some gravy. Um, you know, I, I still love a lot of comic-oriented things. Earlier, I mean, last week I got to interview the producer of uh, the Hellstrom, Hellstrom series. Coming yeah, 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 I saw that. Yeah, and it was um, it was really cool, and it was you know I, I I still love that world, and I love talking to these people, and I still you know I, I like the interviewing of, of these people and trying to get into their minds and stuff like that, and I really like that aspect and. As we talked about last time I was on, you know, I'm still playing the game with the PR BS and I, I, I can't seem to back away from it. The only one I I've really, you know, I, I don't post any PR for is, you know, any Marvel comics type of thing. And that's just, it, it took me about, you know, 10 years of getting shafted by them. I was just like, why am I giving them breathing space when somebody else is, is willing to give me something, you know? <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, there's, <coughs> I mean, there's, there's always that, right. There's always yeah. that, like, you know, why, why give you free PR or, or what have you done for me? Yeah. Um, I have found in the last year or so is really um, freeing in a lot of ways because, mm-hmm. You know, everything I buy, I buy with my own money. Right. So everything I have right here is because of me. And so there's not um, any kind of like, I've got to be nice because blah, 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 blah. Um, I still want to go to the cons. I still want to go to the events and things like that. So I still play nice, but there's a little bit of, um, there's a little bit of grit to it. There's a little bit of like, I can kind of, I don't feel like I have to post. Like, I don't feel like I have to do necessarily anything. And that's even companies right. that I like. Like, I've already said to a lot of them, like, I'm not going to, we'll sh- if you put your stuff on social media, I'll gladly share it. 
Um, right. But you're not taking up server space on my site. Because, I mean, we get sent photos that are like six gigabytes big. And I'm like, I don't have time to edit your your shit. Like, yeah, I know. I, but that's me, right? That's that's my yeah. perspective on it. Um, but um, I don't I mean, know. Tuesday so why do you? I mean, Tuesday nights are what really kills me because it's, I still got two guys uh, who do comic reviews and it's, I have to edit their writings and it's takes up my entire evening. But like it, it's, I hate to say it, but like, like I took the last two days off mm, sort of like social media wise, like mm-hmm. I didn't post a lot. Um, but it has been like a marathon the last 10 months of like mm-hmm. putting in the work. And I mean, we hit, um, I'm not, you know, I'm proud of the numbers. I mean, we started. No, no, no. no. Like my Instagram, like you can go back and check this stuff. It's not like it's not public. I'm not arguing with you. No, 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 no. No, I'm I'm not arguing with it. I'm just saying like, um, like for, uh, for me, I keep saying us for me. Um, it was like looking at my numbers on new year's Eve and going, you know, seven fifty. That's really shitty. Like, I don't post enough. Like I'm watching everybody else like climb above me. Right. It was really uncomfortable. And I made a decision that I was going to start posting. And so over Christmas break, um, I'd go out to stores and I was posting. And I mean, we got up to like seven fifty by new year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And then the next day we got the McFarland press release. And I was the first one to get like the official pictures up and right. it started to like grow a little bit. And then it was like, okay, like we're just going to crank it out. And I mean, we're over 2000 right now. So we've tripled our numbers in 10 months and it feels good, but it's also kind of like, yeah, no, 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 no. We, we need to triple that. We need to quadruple that. Like it's, and that's the thing. Like, it's not like a, I wake up early. I hit like two stores on the way into work. I hit like mm-hmm. two or three stores on the way home from work. I'm banking pictures, like I'm taking pictures, but then this way, if I don't have anything tomorrow, like I can post more. Right. I'm looking for like cool things to take pictures of. I'm buying shit just to take pictures. Like it's, you know, growth. And I know you know this. I'm not saying anything, but for everybody listening, yeah, like growth is like, you know, it is it is a passion thing. Like, and if you don't have it, it's because I remember a couple of people told me you'll get the numbers if you just post what you like. And I'm like, well, you know what? For like 10 years, I posted what I liked and like we barely hit 500. <laughs> so clearly it's not just post what you like. It is clearly no. like post a lot of shit about everything you like all the time. Like it's um, so it's not easy. Like it's not, it's no, a slog. It it's like a, and and I'm always curious to see, like you started a website, like you are still going. So many of the guys gave up. So many people gave up. Message boards went away. Like two message boards. We don't even remember the name of the first one, but the second <laughs> one folded. Um, you know, I like Dan at It's All True and I love Jason at, at Pogostal. Um, but they got, you know, they, they couldn't keep up. It was just, and and for whatever reason, like Jason talked about why he did. I haven't talked to Dan in a while. Um, 
you know, so damn bad, you know, I saw, you know, I think it was last month, I finally saw something from Pope. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, welcome back, man. We had him on the podcast. Like, I want to talk. I was like, we got to have you on. I want to know why you're back. Um, and it, it's been yeah. great to kind of like just curious, like what either kept you going or stopped you from doing things. And I don't know. It's. I, I mean, for me, it's. I, I have no illusions. I mean, right now, um, my job is my day job is slowly killing me and i just got hired there permanent and i'm not yeah i i i'm not sure how i feel about that i i've been hey like just you got it it, it's since covid hit i've been working at home uh since february putting in 50 hour weeks and only getting paid 36 hours so that irritated me a little and I, I've been here for well over uh, about a year and a half and it was supposed to originally be a three month assignment to permanent and it, it didn't so yeah no but I mean but you keep doing this like this keeps you there's something that drives inside of you that wants to keep doing this and it's not just like you say, it's because you want to educate people, but I think it's, and it comes across when, when we see the work that you, like you enjoy doing happens, mm. like the passion inside of you, like really. Honestly, know. it comes from Sean. That's awesome. It it, it really does. Um, that's what keeps me going. His interest in this world is just it keeps me going and it's just to see the light in his eyes and the questions when he comes up to me. And that's why I started this entire thing. I was just like, and I was supposed to do something with my local temple. Um, I found out my rabbi is a, a huge comic fan, but we just, he was more into the heavy religious aspect of some of the stories and I just would want to talk, you know, tell kids, Hey, hey there's Jewish superheroes out there too. And here's some of them. And we, we just went on the same page. We couldn't work out a project, but you know, we we're talking to, about comics for hours. And, and he, as it broke down, you know, as the conversation winded down, he tells me that his college roommate was Alan Hyman, who created the young Avengers and some of those other TV shows. And I was just like, oh my God, are you kidding me? So I, I want to talk to him. How do you make that happen? That should have been the next question. <laughs> um, no, but it comes across that way. Um, I mean, it's it was Sean who picked out some of these characters. I should do. It's, it's he was it was his idea to do Hawkeye. He's like, Dad, you should do Hawkeye. It's one of your favorites. And I'm like, okay. no, it was a good one. It was a really good <laughs> one. I mean, I learned things from it. I did. I learned something every time I watch one of your things because i know comics well, but it, i clearly don't know them as well as you do but it's you know i've talked to dj about a lot of these things and it's just you know, the retcon history it's it, i tell you man it's especially when writing hawkeye was just like it was hilarious because as I'm, as I'm reading my first draft, it's like, it pretty much read like, Hawkeye joins the Avengers, then he leaves the Avengers, then he rejoins the Avengers, then he leaves the Avengers, then he rejoins the Avengers, then he leaves the Avengers. It's just like, oh my God, how many times does you make up your mind? Well, and, and if you add that into how they retcon the ultimate Hawkeye's basic storyline in a lot of ways mm-hmm. into the MCU, you're like, oh, well... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, he had a family. Like, I mean, he had a family. Like, he had a secret yeah. family that Fury set up off the grid, and right. like that 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 idea, like that backstory for him, um, versus you know what Marvel did, which was you know he was the Archer and he worked for a circus and he had a brother. Yeah. Like, well, like he is closer that, to the ultimate than he is to the original. Like, you have to. Admit well, I that. agree with you. Costume, yeah, I mean, everything. I yeah. I, I don't. I don't have a problem with that. You know, it's. Just, I think that works for this world. You know, yeah. it's. There are some origins that won't work. Um, you know, uh, I, I wasn't a huge fan of how they created the Vision, um, but I do like how they did the Scarlet Witch. You know, making her the non-mutant, and then with just powers and stuff, and you know, Cap's origin is just. It's pretty much the same. It's it's the same character as he is in the comics. It's mm-hmm. pretty you know pretty dead on. Um, you know, it's. I mean, they brought it seen. up to modern times, but it's the same yeah. kind of. I thought you know what's but, been driving me nuts about it is the funniest thing is that like it sticks with me. There's something that sticks with me, and he's like in in end game. He says something like, "I went into the." you know, into the ice in, in 44, 45. And, you know, I came out 70 years later and like, you know, seeing cap get used to modern day, 75, 70, 80 years later. Right. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, wait a second in the books. It was only like 15, 20 years. Like, (laughs) Jesus, like it's not that long. Like, and I mean, technology has come a long way in the last 20 years. Like, I was thinking about cell phones when we were, I was watching a TV show from like 10 years ago or 15 years ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, they don't like cell phones don't. I was watching Burn Notice and it was like, right. well, okay, like smartphones would have fixed all your problems here. Like, it, you know, it's just, you know, they had to make listening devices and they had to buy extra cell phones. And oh like, I'm God. like, you just need a regular cell phone. <coughs> um, but like, um, I don't remember where it's going. I don't remember. I lost it. Where was I going? I have to be honest with you about the MCU movies. Oh, Cap. Like, 20 years. Like, not that big of a difference. Yeah, it's just... The one character who did not work for me at all had to be Thanos. I did not like the portrayal of Thanos as this... (sighs) I like him better in the comics as a nihilist. And I don't understand why they just can't make him a nihilist. It's like... You just Disney-fied a great villain. Okay, Thank you. But Disney was not going to let him have sex with a skeleton called Death. Like, just not going to happen. But he can say he's in love with Death and he wants to kill everything. And they just don't want a mass murderer. I mean... Right. Like, I, I get it. I get it. I'm Yeah, no, it's, I it's get a it. Marketing, it's a marketing choice. I under, logically it, it was, understand it. The weakest for me, it was always the weakest part of Endgame and um, Infinity War. Like his scenes were to me, the fight scenes were great. The dialogue between him and Tony were good, um, but like it overall, was, like his motivations his mo- don't line up with it, it, reality. No, it, it doesn't, and it's just yeah, it's like okay, I'm going to kill off half the universe because we have finite amount of resources. Yeah, but though you didn't neuter anybody, so they can still have sex and still have more kids, and we're still going to have an overpopulation problem eventually down the road. Well, the question that I've heard brought up too is like, why don't you just make more resources? Yeah, it's, it's, 
I, I think that kill everybody and, or give them more food. I don't know. Just give I, them more food. Like, and, and, and everything with the snap. And I'm just like, oh my God, you totally missed the point in the books. It was just symbolic how powerful he is. It wasn't, it didn't cause it to activate the gauntlet in the comics. Yeah. The thought, you know, he wanted everyone to die and he could do whatever he wanted. And he just did that as a symbolic gesture and it became a thing. And I'm just like, oh, God. Everybody with their stupid snaps. <laughs> okay, but, you know, 10 years, 20-some-odd movies, it was damn impressive. Like, no, I, yeah, I'm not. I feel, could you imagine if that happened this year? We oh, would, nerd, nerds would be losing their fucking minds. Like, because, like, we got Spider-Man, we got the, basically, we right. got the epilogue. Like, we, but Jesus, like, no Star Wars and no, no end to Star Wars and no end to the Avengers. People would have lost their minds, me included. And, I would have been nuts. And, oh God, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't understand. You know, especially Disney. They're like, okay, we're going to put Mulan on the streaming service. We're going to put, uh, we're going to put Pixar Soul on the streaming service. Black Widow, no, we want asses in the seats. Uh, guys, you got to change your game plan because that ain't going to happen anymore. Not in this new world. No. No, you, it's you not. gotta change the way they're you, gonna you have to. They're gonna have to because, like, at a certain point, they're gonna be like, "Well, we don't have any. Like, we haven't released movies in two years. Like, you're gonna no, lose the momentum." It it's I. I think next year, if we don't have a vaccine, I think they're just gonna go streaming. Like, no, that's. I mean, that's what happened to. with. Uh, it, that's what happened with Tenet. It was just like, yeah, it could have been great, and it just it didn't perform well at the box office because nobody wants to get freaking gone. Nobody wants to you die know? to see a movie. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, it's, look, it's, I miss popcorn. I miss soda. I miss sitting in the theater, but it's not worth me and my family's lives to go do that. No. And it, we're at the point with, you know, home entertainment is almost it, with an exception of, of the size on par with, you know, what you buy in like Walmart and stuff in terms of, you know, the, the look and the sound is on par with what's in the theaters. Well, and, and the other thing is like, I don't like this whole idea of like you're renting it. Like if I'm paying 40 bucks, I want to walk home with a DVD or like a digital download that I keep. Oh, that's one, you know, that's, that's one of the problems is these digital downloads is, um, they can, and Apple has done this in the past with their music yeah, all of a sudden you music can't. One day. Yeah, it's your song you're looking for. They're like, no, we, we we lost the license, so we have to get rid of it. But I bought it. It doesn't matter. Right. Well, I mean, if you have a physical, if you have the MP, if you have the downloaded one, you can still play it. But Yeah, but um, my point is, like, if you're buying I get it, it. I'm supposed to feel, if I'm, I'm supposed to feel bad about Napster. Uh-huh. Cry me a river. <laughs> well, like, um, uh, yeah, no, it's 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 like if I type into my um, music, if I go into my library, if right. I type in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, it no longer has the picture from the soundtrack. Right. It has all the individual songs, but mm-hmm. it's no longer categorized on that album because for yeah. whatever reason. So I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks. <laughs> I yeah, like the way it's... it looked on my phone. Um, so. So it's, what else is going on? You buy any new toys mm-hmm. lately? For yourself. You know, for yourself. For myself. Um, you know, honestly, um, 
God, it's the distribution around here in Jersey just sucks for somebody. It's I am so jealous of you, man. The pictures you show, and I go around, and we got. It's a lot of work, buddy. It's not like you know how many stores I go to to get those pictures. But it's just like, but you still get better distribution than what I get. It's just like, I I mean, I just I pre-ordered. I got Kingpin and, and. I ordered Kingpin. I was very happy with that one because I didn't get the collector figure. Mm-hmm. Um, just got Maverick. Solid figure, I thought. Yeah, I just um, got this in the mail. Can't see who that. Oh, is that old man Cap? No. No. Can't tell who that is. Really? Come on. My it's eyes. one of the best ones they've ever done. My eyes are going on this. Thing. I got you on a little screen here. Hold on. This is, oh Jesus! Nice, like that is like spot Logan, on. Okay, uh, yeah, I see that now. That is spot on, and the, well, Logan's not that bad either. Hold on, I got the Logan too. Ooh, that's sweet. They did a really good job on those. Um, you know, I've never been a completist. I've always been picking and choosing. Like, I, I, I like the wave they showed, so I, I ordered myself a Jessica, a Kang, and a Falcon, and uh, another Kang for Sean. <laughs> but, no, that's a good one. I pre-ordered those too. Like I'm just waiting for them. They'll get here when they get here. Yeah, I've got too much stuff. Like I got, I'm sitting here looking at Cyborg and a couple Mandos, and um, uh, I got this guy. And then oh, See, that, I can't find it. Yeah, good luck. Um, I got this one. This one's at Big Lots. He only moves. That's what I am. His only his arms move, no legs. It's hollow too. That's yeah. the disappointing part about it. But well, it's I mean, what you pay like three bucks for it or something? Five. But the five Mattel five. one had lower leg articulation, like just a, as a you know as a reverse of that. Like five bucks also got me. So I don't know. Um, so I showed him a Nightwing no. and the two pack um, of Thunderbird and Storm, and then I've got yeah. I've just I'm just. Expanding toys. I just moved into this room. This is my new office. I just moved in and I have no space on the desk because I have too many toys. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ, they're like surrounding me. It's like Toy Story. I, I, I pick and choose. The kid gets most of the stuff as always. It's Was that hard for you? No, come on, man. This started no, 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 years no. ago. I it started when Sean was first don't you you remember that first Yeah. After Sean was born. Um, we met up in next time I saw you, you was the mall comic con. No, not a, it, Sean was born. Then we went that, that following year, um, the 2013. Do we go for lunch? Is that uh, the day we went for lunch? No, I'm talking, this is a different story. Okay. So the tw- 2013 toy fair, mm-hmm. cause Sean was born in 2012, 2012- I'm looking around at this stuff and I'm thinking, oh, this is really cool. And then I start, something in my head just clicks in like, no, Sean could get that stuck in his throat. No, I can't do that. And all of a sudden I just went like, when we're touring the Hasbro thing, I went into dad mode. <laughs> no, 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 just, I get that. It flipped but- the switch with me. It was just like, I just went right to dad mode. It was so hilarious, man. I'm just curious. I'm always curious because like I'm watching DJ I don't know. I watch DJ and he's like, yeah, no, no, no. Like I get some stuff for me, but most of it's for the kids. And then Jesse's kind of like in and out of things. He gets some cool stuff, but I'm yeah. like, I don't know if I would change. 
Like, I think, here's the thing. If I was to ever have a kid, I think I would still buy all my own shit, but then also buy them all their own shit. Like, no, I agree. I would figure out a way to be able to do that because I don't know. I, everybody, everybody says you're going to change when you have kids and your focus changes Mm. and stuff. I, I think certain degrees, I, I, again, certain degrees. I think though, for me, I think it would be a disservice to my kid if I changed that much. Like yeah, if I just like, like stopped, like and just bought everything for them and didn't. I but, was like, I, I've, but I've always been a picker and chooser. No, no, you have been. You, you and, have been. And it's just, I mean, I'm as much as I love the Marvel Legends. It's just I'm a bigger DC guy, and I really like the Mattel line. But mm. it's just it went out with a fizzle, and it's just I really love. You know, I like what I'm seeing from. McFarlane. From McFarland, but it's just like it's so. I mean, God, way too much freaking Batman for my taste, and it's. It is. It is. I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting a little into a bit of a scale Nazi too with it. It's just like mm, it's not the same size. I'm, yeah, I'm I think this. Weird. I think this cyborg is way too big. Personally, I've got to stand mm-hmm. him next to the other guys, but I really like it because Cyborg is one of my favorites. But um, yeah. I don't know if he's going to really fit with the other animated stuff, to be honest with you, because he's just so huge. And <clears throat> I know they were copying Tim verse versus, you know, T Titans go and stuff like that. But yeah. like his proportions are also going to be way off compared to John and Superman and Batman. Like, I mean, I, I saw as they had as at the, uh, uh, at the local target. And I, I picked him up about, picked him up and put him down about four times or deciding not to buy them. It's just mm-hmm. like, you can't do it. I just, and, and I'm kind of like that with figures. It's really got to speak to me. I mean, that's, I wanted to play you know, a fun game. Do you have like 10 more minutes? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're going to take yeah. just a quick break. You guys won't okay. notice. No, no, no. Like we're, we're going to just keep this going. I got to go get something. I want to play. We're going to close this with a, like a little quick game. You're up for a quick game, Mr. Comic Book? Sure. Okay, just give me one second. So everybody else is listening to this. Um, You're you're not even going to notice we're gone, but I got to get up and go get something. So I'll be right back. Coming back. Coming back. <laughs> Ryan, do a plug or something. Do a plug. Tell them where they can find you. Oh, you can find me at fanboyfactor.com. Um, <laughs> uh, if you look me up on YouTube, I'm doing a Comics 101 series. Uh, you can learn a little bit about some of your favorite characters from the movies and TVs, shows that you like so much. And you can especially watch my son do his, his toy reviews, which he, he loves being. Let him, help him become the next YouTube sensation, please. Okay. <laughs> he meets the number. Mr. Mister Comic Book. Okay. You ready for a little game? Hit me. Okay. So what I have here are some key issues. They are real. Oh, God. Just so you know. <laughs> 
These are not fakes. <clears throat> oh, Lord. I just came up with this idea. I want to see how you do. Okay, just remember, I have a Wikipedia knowledge. I don't have an encyclopedia knowledge. Okay. We'll, 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 okay. That's fine. But we, I got you. I'm not one of these people who could say, well, it was in the left panel in the, on, on page 12. Well, that's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. Okay. I'm not that bad. <clears throat> Is your screen big? Can you see me? Yes. Okay. Yes. So uh, for those of you listening at home, um, I'm going to hold up a book. And Brian's going to try to tell me why this book is important. No, God. (laughs) We're going to start easy. We're going to start very easy. And if he doesn't, I will tell you what it is so you guys can look them up and see what they are. Are you ready? Hit me. Death of Superman. Okay. So that was an easy one, right? Yeah. Black cover. I don't think... I think this should have an armband and a newspaper inside. Never open this one; it's still sealed. Then you still got the armband and the newspaper inside. <laughs> okay, this one's a little trickier. Are you ready? All right, Emmy. Days of Future Past. There yes, yes. It's a famous cover with Wolverine getting vaporized by a Sentinel, which is why we all bought the Haslab Sentinels. All right. I still, want to, I, I think that's entire storyline needs to be reanalyzed. <laughs> All right. I have issues with that storyline now. <clears throat> All right, you ready? Hit me. So far you're 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 two for two. Two for two. Okay. <laughs> oh start of Ben Parker, this first spider clone. Yep. Thought very he good. was dead. Very the good. First Gwen clone too. That's very good. Okay. <clears throat> Let's do a harder one. Oh, this one. <clears throat> this one's going to piss some people off tomorrow. <laughs> this one. Well, for those of you listening, it would have been like two weeks ago. But I really think I should. Uh, I think I should pull this out for tomorrow. Because whatever's on the cover, I'm getting tomorrow in the mail. You ready? Hit me. Oh, my God. The Hellfire Club. With all the and goons. The first, no, God, that was the first time we saw, and it says even that Wolverine, you know, hashes that, and that was the first time we saw him with this Berserker Rage. Okay. It was an awesome battle. All right. I got one more. You want a hard one or an easy one? Let me with your hardest shot. Hardest shot. Okay. Uh... Okay. This is a hard one. Are you ready? Hit me. Oh, my God. I want to say Raja Ghoul. Nope. No, no. It's not the League of Assassins. No, you're close. You're very close. It's Talia's first appearance. I know Talia's, yeah. It's Talia's first appearance. All right. So um, so this, this one's not to make you gasp, but this one's to make you gasp. Are you ready? Hit me. All right, I got two to make you gasp. You can't say what they are, though. You're not allowed to say what they are out loud. I will not say what they are. Okay, ready? Here's number one. And and play close attention to the price at the top, too. Wow. <laughs> Holy. Yep. What condition is that in? Uh, It's pretty good. It's got some yellow pages, um, a couple spine bends, but I want to say it's probably like five or six. 
Nice. I picked it up about sweet. 20 years ago. Oh, sweet, man. Okay. That's, that's, that's nice. That, that's a nice. That was a nice shape, man. Yeah, that's in very nice shape. Now, this one's not in as good a shape. I'd probably say it's around a f- two to four because it's got some rips and tears and the age of it. This one you absolutely cannot say out loud. For our listeners, at some point I will write about this. Um, so we're going to just up the um, up the uh, curiosity factor. Drama. But this, <laughs> if, if this one doesn't make you gasp, I don't know what would. Because there are very few people in my life that have seen this. Are you ready? Yeah, man. I, 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 don't, I don't think you're going to, I don't think you're ready for this one. <laughs> I'll do the slow reveal. Oh my. How did you get that one? Oh my God. That that is the crown jewel right there. I I, I did see the the by the uh uh comics guide. I, I see the crease up in the corner. Yeah, there's a cre- there's a little rip down at the bottom. The pages yeah. are yellow. There's a f- crease up at the top. Top, yeah. Um, but uh, and, and the spine's gonna go. There's a you know, where the staples are. The spine's starting to go. But but still, damn impressive, man. Like that. That, that, that is. is the. I mean, I've got a few other here or there. Like I've got, I got this one. Yeah, that's a um, classic. Another classic here. Oh yeah. <laughs> God. Um. Yeah, no, this is my, like, my bin of, like, you know, first bullseye, first, nice one, first yeah. kingpin, first uh, black cat. Cat, yeah, nice. Uh, what else we got? We got this one. Ooh, Miller. I got my this favorite. one. Yeah, it's Gwen Stacy. The green, no, Gwen already died. This is Goblins. Goblins, yeah. Um, what else we got? And then this one. I mean, how could you not own this? No, God. I mean, please. <laughs> so one of the, its storyline still holds up today. Yes. So, so I was a little stumped, stumped the comic book expert. Um, but like that's that's my little. Um, oh, you know what I have that I don't think I've ever shown you. What I know this is like everybody's like oh this is really fun, so. A comic book shop near me um, had franchised and they went out of business in the late 90s, early 2000s. No, late 90s. Um, okay. It was called uh, DreamWorks. Um, it was all over Connecticut, I think New York and Massachusetts. Um, <clears throat> and they franchised out so much so that they kind of just, they were everywhere and then they just shut. Right. So I used to go in. At lunchtime, I'd walk from my dad's store to the comic book shop, hang out in there for a little while, grab lunch, and then walk back to the store. It was my break. And so they were closing. They were going out of business, and the guy was like, hey, you like Robin, right? You like Nightwing? Um, I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, we got this, and uh, we don't know what to do with it, so here, just have it. Curiouser and curiouser. (laughs) Holy, who's here? Oh my god! So it is the entire issue. Nightwing had his own uh, mini mini before he got his own thing, and it comes with the intro from the company, um, and then the black and white pages 
of the that entire the first book. time in the yeah, that's the first time in the comic suit if i'm not mistaken right that's where he gets the it it's, goes from the disco no not the disco suit the wing suit no no he, to, disco suit here he's in the disco suit he's in the disco suit here i'm thinking of a different miniseries then no it's the I'm only one but Dave. alfred alfred well but alfred decided to at the end of this issue they gave him the redesign was it this issue or was it the whole miniseries? It might have been the end of the miniseries. Because he, look, he still looks like Logan with a mullet. Like, with all the hair on his arms. God. And so they showed, um, the last page here shows um, the redesign for the end of the uh, end of the miniseries. So it's got the, the hand drawings. Okay, but it was Harold who gave him the costume. It was Harold. He was in. He just got rid. He wasn't. He was in the suit that Mirage gave him from the Titans run, which was his second Nightwing suit. Yeah. Uh, He told Batman to burn it, and then Harold gave him the new suit, which Which is is the iconic suit. Yeah, Yeah, the iconic suit that everybody knows for. And then Chuck Dixon took over with one in his. The number one was in this suit. So. Um, so yeah, so Dixon and uh, McDaniel's. Yep. Was, my God, that is still. I can read that series. I, I think if there's anyone uh, other than Denny O'Neill, I think if there's anyone writer who understood every Batman family member, it had to be Dixon. Well, it was like Chuck Dixon he, did a great job with Robin and Spoiler and Nightwing. Did a great job with those, but then and I know you've got problems with Johns, but like. If you think about what Jeff Johns did with Wally before Barry came back. No, no, don't get me wrong. Like, I like, I even like Rebirth, uh, GL Rebirth. It's like he just, his ego just started getting in the way. Well, he moved I, up, I, but I did, like, I, yeah. Ron Mars did I, a great job with Kyle and he did I, a great think, job. Like th- there were a lot of writers in the 90s and early 2000s that just captured um, Bendis with, that's, with, Daredevil, and then um, yeah, see, that's Ultimate the, Spider-Man. But going, but going back to Johns and Wally, that's what never made any sense to me. It's just like you put so much work into this character. You you gave him a family. You, you made him his own person. You, you put it's Warner it, Brothers. And then it's it got to be Warner Brothers because they don't know how to toss look. him aside. It's it's I, it's. I know. I, well, I know. I know. Johns wanted Barry back for the, but it was. The way I would have done it, I would have had Barry powerless as a mentor. I don't know. That's, well, but you could have made him. You could have made him more like Max Mercury or like Jay Garrick. You like you could have yeah. done something. But um, hey, we're we're over an hour after we played no, that game. Sorry. So, no, 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 you're fine. Um, <clears throat> so did you you throw your plugs, fanboy factor? Yes, I threw my plugs. Threw my plugs. <laughs> okay. Um, so make sure to follow Brian on all social channels. Make sure to follow the YouTube channel. He's doing some great work. Um. With all the um, comic book character histories, do you, do we have a name for him? Like right now, it's just unofficially called Comics One Hundred One until I can come that's up good. with something okay. else. Oh, I think that's perfect. Um, so thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Make sure to follow Brian. Um, visit fanboyfactor.com and check out his YouTube page. Um, and thanks for joining me. It was great. It was thanks great to catch up. Man. It was so great. nice. Always fun talking. Cool. So, um, are you looking for? Anything?
This podcast was brought to you by Jackson Studios. Jax!